Welcome, welcome, welcome to Grind Season. This is Anthony Sane, one of the co-hosts of the Grind Season podcast, here with my good friend and co-host Jason Smith of the Jason and John Show, which you can hear Monday through Friday from 11 to 2 p.m. on 92.9 FM, an Odyssey station. Uh, you guys, of course, listen to Grind Season podcast, a twice-a-week podcast that we bring to you guys, powered by the free Odyssey app, which you guys can download and sign up to uh subscribe to this show or you can listen to us however you listen to podcasts however you're doing doing it keep doing it is what we want you guys to do uh jason smith how you doing today sir everything is good man trying to figure out where the where the grizzlies sitting out in this new look west with saying everything has changed i feel like since our last podcast about the west yeah man it's uh it's not the west that we talked about last time uh, i've been highly frustrated uh talking about uh, the Grizzlies and how I just felt like you can just do some simple things to show up this roster simply because the West is just not good. And in a matter of about a week, yeah, all of that changed. <laughs> the West is definitely shored up. Uh, I give props to a lot of teams doing things they need to do, uh, small moves, big moves. You had teams uh, like, of course, we're going to talk about the, uh, the biggest trade, uh, which was, of course, sending Kevin Durant to the Phoenix Suns. Uh, but you look at teams like Denver, who just kind of showed up some things, got, you know, backup center and Thomas Bryant, you know, those small things, you know, just kind of show yep. up some of the weaknesses. I'm excited about the final 25-26 game stretch of the uh, NBA, what it's going to look like for the Grizzlies and for the entire league. Um, a lot of stuff to talk about. We're, of course, going to talk about the Memphis Grizzlies, what they did, what they didn't do, what they were able to do, what they were not uh, able to do um, at the trade deadline, of, of course, acquiring – Luke Kennard in the three-way deal with the Clippers in Houston and some other shit. And, yeah, Luke Kennard is now a member of your Memphis Grizzlies. Um, it, it seems like uh, – <laughs> I don't know if you ever seen the movie. Uh, God, what was that movie called? It had Damon Wayans in it. It was a Spike Lee movie. Uh, Bamboozle. I don't know if you've seen the movie Bamboozle. And they had a big in it too, wasn't it? Yeah, I think she was in uh, it. Real, real fast, the movie Bamboozle was a movie where Damon Wayans was working for a TV station. And the TV station was struggling with ratings. And they came to Damon, 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 Damon Wayans saying he needed to make a better show. So he literally makes a minstrel show to just kind of piss off his station, trying yep. to get fired on purpose. And this minstrel show blows up, biggest show on television. Uh, and kind of his plan backfired. And he kind of got caught up in, in uh, having to actually keep a minstrel show going at this point. And during the, uh, the, the uh, auditions for the show, there was a, a, a group that came up and performed. And uh, I'm gonna get to the joke in a minute, y'all. But he got up and he said, after after this after this group performed, he said, "I don't want to be around anything black for at least a week." <laughs> <laughs> I think Zach Clyburn after the week he's at, <laughs> <laughs> I think Zach Clyburn just said, "Fuck it, <laughs> let's get me get a regular ass Duke white boy on my roster." But anyway, yeah. Luke Kennard. I said all that just to say that Luke Kennard, one of the better shooters in the nba undeniably one of the better shooters in the nba is now memphis grizzly it's kind of it's funny uh we're going to talk about that as mills and other things as well but it's kind of funny looking at the whole luke Kennard thing how it's like if we had got luke Kennard like maybe four or five years ago we've been losing our minds like, oh maybe we got a shooter oh we got a shooter we finally got one you know what i mean because he's he's definitely that but we've kind of gotten bougie taste over the years uh we mm -hmm. tasted uh you know the you know We've seen the top of the mountaintop a little bit, so uh, we kind of got bougie taste. But we'll slow things down, and we'll we'll talk about Luke Kennard today. Of course, we'll talk about the rest of the NBA trade deadline. 
uh, of course, we said head, headline by what Phoenix did. I asked the question, is Phoenix now the team to beat? Uh, not only in the West, but for the NBA championship. We'll talk about that as well. Uh, we'll talk about a lot of other moves that happened. We'll talk about the NBA buyout market. And we'll wrap up the show uh, basically discussing how does the West shake up now that uh, the trade deadline is, is come and gone. Uh, the East didn't really do a lot, but the Western Conference just went crazy in these last few days. And we'll talk about all that today. But going back to what we said, uh, we would start the show off with, and that is uh, the biggest local news. The Memphis Grizzlies were uh, active, technically, in, in acquiring Luke Kennard. Luke Kennard, about a 45-44-plus-something uh, uh, percent three-point shooter, uh, shoots in volume, averages about eight points a game. Um, one of those guys who seems like he always kind of kills you whenever you're playing against him. Um, can't remember. I haven't done any homework. I know who he is. I'm not sure of his age or how many years he's been in the league. Seems like he's been in the league maybe five, six years, maybe like around yeah. the same year Dylan came in. 26 years old. This is yeah. his sixth season. Yes. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. My my time was better than I thought. Um, I was. If you guys follow me on Twitter, which I'm sure is one of the reasons why you listen to this show, um, I was having fun today, man. I was really going in, let my true feelings out. Um, I don't. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to say that I was, I'm not going to say that this is the best outcome of today, but let me clarify some things. I wanted the Grizzlies to do anything, like literally anything, something. Don't just, I did not want them to just be like, okay, we're fine as we are. We're just going to build. We just need to get healthy. We're just going to stick to the development plan with our young guys. And they saw they. I wanted them to look at some of their weaknesses and address the issue, mm-hmm. and I believe they did. You, your shooting is a problem. Your shooting has been atrocious. Atrocious. You're one of the worst shooters and shooting teams in the NBA. You got a guy in Luke Kennard who can definitely shoot the ball if he can't do anything else. With him and Desmond Bain, you have two of the top ten shooters in the league. Two of the top six shooters in them being five and six, I believe, as far as three point percentages are concerned. In an offense that is set up to get guys open shots, we just don't have the guys that can take those shots. Right. Um, that's definitely something I think is a positive for me. Uh, as I hand the mic to you, Jason Smith, to get your thoughts on Luke Kennard, would you say that he is a uh, that he is John Conchar on steroids? He's what they, he's what they wanted John Conchar to be uh, when they uh, let the Anthony Melton go and ask John Conchar to do more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I think it I I, really feels like for sure. hundred percent, and I I loved your uh, I loved what you your post on Twitter that, that from Juice man where where uh, <laughs> Omar Epps is closing the locker and Tupac is right there and that's how it's gonna be for that's how it's gonna be for Conchar for Jitty now. Oh man, John Conchar, the Jitty trade is ended. They're like, all right, man, let me go get a real what we thought you could. I be. mean, and they, they have given him man. every opportunity. Just go to real, the real version of you. Yep, they have given Conchar opportunity. To be that and oh, to yeah, be yeah. down, uh, down, down, down on the on the wing, and he has not done it. So, no, I'm saying I'm with you. Like if you know, if there was a Bridges trade to be had, clearly there wasn't. He wasn't moved, stuck to keeping him. Then, mm-hmm. then I'd have been all in for that. But considering, you know, the, uh, even Toronto turns out to be buyers rather than sellers. So yeah, yeah. OG doesn't go anywhere. When you consider all that, and what would have really moved the needle in terms of. Mm-hmm making the Grizzlies more of a contender in a West that's better. I just, I, I don't know that there was a, a, a an all in quotes around yeah. all in move to make right now. I think Kennard, like you said, addresses a need right now. 
You're 24th in the league in three-point shooting. It's been an issue, especially right now. It doesn't seem like any of your wings can knock down shots. That's what this guy does. And, yeah. and, and again, you know, in some situations, including with the Clippers, he's been asked to do more, to be a secondary playmaker, you know, backup point guard at times, yeah. and, and he hasn't shown that. The Grizzlies ain't going to ask that of him. They don't yeah. need it from him. But they the need him to knock down shots and from Ja. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The and fact so, that he can do that a little bit will be that's that's dope for sure. Now, does he play any defense? No. And no. so that that you know that's going to be an issue. You're gonna make sure that in terms of the combinations you're playing him with, you're gonna have to take that into account. But what I like is you got what do you got after this one? A second one is a team option, and so you got a little bit of a you you like the contract, and again, if it goes well, maybe he's a part of the you know at least going forward for the next year or two, and you've just a, a need for now. So. Uh, I, I know. I realize a lot of people were frustrated. The Grizzlies didn't do more. Uh, I think they were here and they were smart to be to be prudent today. Yeah, um, I've been screaming from the rooftops for them, to, for them to do something to address some issues, to make it where Danny Green and Zaire Williams are not your best options off your bench. And I think you got a guy who's better than both of those guys. A uh, guy who's older but not old, still a very young guy. Um, right. You know, like I think, he, I think he's the same age as Dylan Brooks, I believe. Uh, we will talk about Dylan Brooks still being on this roster and what that can possibly look like as well. But um, I, I like it, man. I'm not mad at it at all. And and I've seen people on social media, whether it be Facebook or Twitter, they're saying this and they're saying that. You can't be mad about a guy who's still on his team. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you can't get mad about OG Ananobi if he's still playing for Toronto, like you said. Uh, right. um, Gary Trent Jr. still plays for Toronto. Um, there is one deal that kind of ticked me off. Uh, and I know you think it's about to be Cam Reddish, but it's not, it's not Cam Reddish. The Malik Beasley being moved to the Lakers yeah. for what seems like kind of like almost like a throw-in. Because that one first-round pick that the Lakers came off of being added to Russell Westbrook got you Malik Beasley and Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. And D'Lo, really. You know what I mean? So I'm like, damn. You know what I mean? Like, you like you didn't get two picks? Because the whole year it was like, um, Miles Turner and um, how was his name? The shooter from uh, the shooter in Indiana that came from Sacramento, Buddy Hill. It was Miles Turner and Buddy Hill for you know, uh, Russ and you know, those two first round pick future first, and they just gave up one future first and they got all that back. I was like, crap, man. I'm like, man, you mean the Lakers? I mean, the Grizzlies couldn't have stuck their head in and and got Beasley. Like, that's the only deal that's really made me upset at all. I would like to get Cam Reddish too. Just to have a guy you can kind of develop, and not for a playoff push. But I'd rather, I'd rather use my time to, you know, develop someone like a Cam Reddish than some of the guys who develop. Uh, I was having fun on Twitter today, interacting with people. Um, you know, I got to put on a show, man. Like once I see people got, once I say I got people attention, I'm just gonna start. Well, I think yeah. folks thought you gonna blow your lid. So yeah, so man, I, I was losing your relevant. We would have done nothing at all. This would have been a totally different podcast. But the fact mm-hmm. that they went and got a guy that I know can, if nothing else, he can knock down shots. Right. I'm totally down with. And here's here's the thing, man. And, and let me let me kind of slow it down a little bit too. The Grizzlies are in a place where there's been a lot about like all talk about stuff like all in and all those type of things and championship or bust. We, I, I it's kind of a fine line to speak, man. Because I I don't I'm not the person who's going to sit here and say. We are, um, you know, we're ahead of schedule. And, you know, that kind of talk bothers me because I do feel like even with all the events that happened today, there is a scenario where the Grizzlies could be a team that's lifting the trophy in the end of the season. 
this team is talented enough to still compete with everybody in the West. But I don't think we're like the team where you got to make moves to, well, if Phoenix goes against Kevin Durant, we got to go get Devin Durant. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't think, I don't think that's where we are. All I ask them to do is put out the best version of your roster as, as you can based on what you have and just stay competitive. Stay, stay in the hunt. I look at everything like what Boston is, what Boston did. Boston, when they gave LeBron's Cleveland team, everything they had, they continued to build. They went out and tried to get Kyrie Irving. It didn't work. And they tried to do other things. It didn't work. And it came back to that young foundation they had of homegrown guys. Correct. And, 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 that's what I want the Grizzlies to be. Stay a team, be a team that's constantly in the hunt to make the conference finals every year, constantly in the hunt to make the NBA finals. And I don't, even though teams like Phoenix have done what they did and the Lakers or Mavs or whatever, which I don't take either one of those two teams serious. Phoenix, what Phoenix did is for real. That, okay, that shook me up. Like, oh shit, Kevin Durant plays for the Suns now. But stay in the hunt, man. Stay relevant. That's all I'm asking them to do for the next three, four, five years. Why you have this window? of these guys, John Morant, Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr., being super young players, keep something around those guys where you're a competitive team and everybody's not lapping you. That's all I ask for them to do. I'm not asking them to go make this move to make some champions, but I that's why I do like the Kanara move because it's a guy that, like you said, one of the better shooters in the league. He's you're gonna You got him for two more years, and if you need to move him, he's a much more valuable piece than moving to Danny Green or something like that. Or, you know, whatever you're talking about doing, your Zaya Williams deals, whatever. Because I'll just be honest with you, man. One of the reasons why guys like OG Ananobi aren't on this team is because you really don't have the assets to get a guy like that. You've got future first-round picks. New Orleans did, too. I think New Orleans probably didn't want to come off some of their key wings. But we don't really have anybody in that movable contract range just a guy that really appeals to another team. You don't have those young assets. You're not going to move Santi. Zaire probably doesn't have the appeal that you would want him to have. And OG, and you probably didn't want to come off that. I think that Memphis probably was interested in moving two picks for OG, but I mm. think Toronto probably stood firm on that on that third pick, or we'll just keep him type thing. So um, I'm not mad. Uh, I know everyone thought I was gonna blow my top, but uh, I'm fine with the Luke Kennard pick. It, I think it keeps you relevant, and it, it definitely improved on a on an area of weakness for sure. I just want to add to what you said because I, I heard a little bit too much, or at least something that got under my skin today about how the Grizzlies' window could close just as quickly as it's nah, over. Nah, I think that narrative is so late to me in the sense. Yeah. Compare it to – use the team you did, Boston. They uh -huh. tried it with Kyrie first with those young guys. Didn't work. Mm -hmm. then, they, then they went with the two guys developing on their own. They get to a finals. No, and you they remember they had your boy. I can't remember his name. You know I'm bad with names. Uh, Charlotte Hornets. Uh, uh, Rozier. Yeah, they down Tried another iteration with that. Then that Rozier, it was uh, – who did you say? Huh? What's that? Tip. That Rozier, the one that just got out the lead. Uh, I never remember this dude's name. You're talking like, about – Like all-time point guard. Uh, good God, man. What the UConn? Kimba. Kimba Walker. Yeah, they yeah, did the Kimba Walker. You're right. I, all the different iterations of yeah. Boston we've seen with Tatum and Brown before, you know, you finally get on the back. With Jaron, with Ja, and with Bain, your window is open and it's not closing. Oh, wow. This is not going to be OKC in the sense that they didn't want to go into the luxury tax. And so eventually they got off of Harden. They said, Harden, no, yeah. do it. You've got Rob Apera who has literally raised his hand and says, I'm willing to do it. It's right. like, 
we might see a couple different iterations before the Grizzlies get it right. But as right. long as you have the two, three, same open. And so there is no rush to go in there and make a, a yeah. move. I, I still think Minnesota, that move is probably going to end up costing them in the end. Although I think that now that they've sort of given it to Anthony Edwards, like they might be pointing around. But my point is don't make a move like that now right. with these guys. Look how, look, how dumb that, look how dumb that Minnesota move looks now. Question. When you've done all that, you're still not even being mentioned amongst the teams like exactly Memphis, Phoenix, Lakers, Lakers. I'm tired of Lakers up too. That's the, the team is still bad. But but anyway, it, you you can be Minnesota who traded all that those assets away, and you still have anything to really show for it. So like mm-hmm. I said, I I'm not I'm not upset. I would have loved to have gotten one more guy. Sure, we'll talk about that too because we'll talk about the bio market. I want I want to get one more guy. If I could just show up that bench with one more dude, I would have felt a lot better today. But making that one change where your Zaire Williams, your John Conchars, your David Wrighties, your Jake Laravias, those guys do not have to play playoff minutes. Give me some uh, uh, a Luke Kennard minutes any day over those dudes. And Danny Green, God bless you. My bow-legged baby walking dude. Uh, I, you got man can get out of here fast enough for you. <laughs> I was that, like, man, he got his chance to show them whether or not oh, he that man, he ain't ready, man. I was, he might be by the time the playoffs start, he's gonna sign with somebody. He'll probably go to Phoenix. He might get up with LeBron and them again. Like, is Duck is is he always been walk bow legged like that? I think so. He's always had that. that okay, cool. Bet. All right. <laughs> God, damn, that man just got crippled in his mother. No, no they didn't give up anything for Luke in the long haul. Yeah. Talking about three second rounders and Danny Green, right. so. And then having him under control the next couple of years, I think. Yeah, you know, I'm down. I'm down with all that. We're we're both in the same boat there that we. we Let, let's get tires to find that man for some good looks, man. That's all it takes. Yeah, yeah. And, he, um, and this one will knock him down. Yeah. And speaking of the buyout market, uh, I hate to be. I hate to be. I hate when like uh, nostalgia saying creeps up on reality saying sometimes. And there's two guys in the buyout market, and you know who I'm about to say. Both have Memphis ties. I'm like, just go. Just go get, especially one of them, man. And the people I'm talking about are Will Barton. There are talks that the Washington Wizards will be buying him out. He's a hometown guy from that area. They're about to buy him out. But Will Barton, I know a second home that would love to have you. I would love to have you. I don't even know if you fit the, the Grizzlies' philosophy. I don't know if you fit their scheme. But some good thrillium, William, thrill I am, Will, whatever you want to call him. Will the thrill, whatever you want to call him. Come on, man. Come on now. Smith, do you do you feel the magic? I mean, I do. I, I covered Will in Memphis. I love him to death. He's 32 hey. years old now. They kind of raised you out. 30. Will's 32 years. <laughs> he made me feel so old. He's been in the league a long years. time. And and it has not gone well for him uh with the with the Wizards. And so yeah. um no, I, I listen from nostalgia purposes, oh, yeah, no. it'd be great. And the guy, the, you know, you know, a couple of years ago, he's he's playing well for for the Nuggets. I mean, yeah. you know, 17, I think it was, or somewhere yeah. around there. And so we're not far removed from Will Barton playing really good basketball that you figure could really help that second unit. That said, saying I don't know, you know, timeline-wise, if he if he fits, you know, if you bring Will Barton in on top of Kennard, yeah. are you just totally saying we're not playing rookies anymore this year? While I mean, you and I might be fine with that, you know, front office is probably thinking the whole thing. Like, does that just mean you're sitting Zaire and – the Roddies of the world for the, you know, for the critical minutes for the rest of the way. Maybe it would. Uh, some of us would be fine with that because it'd mean you'd look a little bit better right now. But 
He probably just doesn't fit. As much as I'd love to see it, love to see Will back in Memphis in that FedEx form. I just wonder oh, about man. the timeline with his age, saying it's just so different than what they're doing, that age, yeah. being 32. But here's the thing, though, man. If you're going to be a contender, you're constantly going to be revolving certain guys around your stars. Like, that's that's the next wave for the Grizzlies. And that's what gets kind of frustrating. And, you know, good friend Peter Everson was talking about this on Twitter, too. Like, it's it's kind of easy to, like, identify your talent and, like, gather assets and, like, okay, okay, these guys are those dudes. But then you have to figure out what are you doing with the rest of these guys? What are you doing with the rest of those spots? You're not going to have this – you're not going to create this get-along gang of talent that, like, you draft all these guys and they're always together forever. Certain guys are going to have to fall off. No I'm doubt. saying that because we've never seen that done before. But – and these guys may very well think that, that you can do that. But I don't think everybody has to be around the same age on this team. I think you're going to get to the point where you're going to be revolving role players around those three stars, man. And I think other guys like, you know, your Santis, they may evolve and turn into something. BC, whatever you're doing. I, I just don't think all these guys are going to be here forever. I mean, I don't think we're going to just have this massive 15-player jersey retirement coming in, in, in 10 years. You know what I mean? So, um I don't, I don't, I don't really buy into that. Like, and so I, I wouldn't mind seeing a guy like Will here to serve a role uh, for a minute. Another name I'm looking at, of course, is Thad Young. I don't care what y'all say. Okay, <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I've been wanting Thad Young on this roster all my adult life. Seems like, um, and I wouldn't mind seeing um, some Thaddeus Young. And I'm gonna tell you why, man. This team needs. It's this team really needs like a like a OG. Yeah. And Thad being from Memphis adds a whole nother spin to that OG thing. It does. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he, I don't think he could or should play much, but if you get Thad on this roster, I think he's a guy that guys could, will kind of, cause we saw him get up in the young guys faces in Toronto. You know what I mean? Like, and I think, I think he really could help this team as far as maturity and actually being from this area. I, I think I don't. I, I and I brought this up before. Zach Levine, when he was playing with the Bulls, said that he's Jones, the MVP of the team, because of what he did in the locker room, yeah. what he did for him, just in terms of unlocking and trying to help. You know, Zach's basketball IQ. He's a super. I, a lot of people don't know this. Like that, he's Jones is one of the most professional dudes in the league, man. Like, oh, for real. bro, he's yeah. the kind of pro want to be like that. It, yeah. And so, just having that kind of influence around this young team. And then everything else, it's weird. I, his wife tweeted out a stat this year about, uh, you know, Toronto using him as a big and how in terms of force and turnovers, like he's up there with the league leader. Yeah. Like, there are still things he does that help you win ball games, small things, but that he does them yeah. exceptionally well. And the other thing he would do exceptionally well, to your point, saying is sort of counsel and 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 throw on you and talk about seasoning, that professional seasoning on what's yeah. otherwise a pretty yeah, young. Man. Hey, man, we don't need to be doing all that. We don't need this. Hey, well, let's just get back to work. Thad's that kind of guy. He's not like Danny Green, oh, sir. Oh, Danny Green oh, was a oh, former oh. champion. Danny Green yeah. was a former champion. All those things, you know, legend, legendary guy, whatever. He was a cornball. I see your point there about the yeah. difference between the two. There, and plus, to your point, because it's Memphis, there's a reverence with Thad. He's got the Nike sponsored, you know, AAU yeah. team here in town. Like you yeah. said, there's already a reverence with him and zero cornball. You know, when yeah. Thad Young talks to you. I mean, all these young guys in the league, they they sit up and listen. 
because uh, there's so much respect for what he's done. Who, who we getting rid of? Man? Who we, we getting real and that man? Who we getting about this roster, man? John Conchai, you getting the hell about it? Who else? John's got to go. I mean, Luke <laughs> is pretty much solidified that you got a better you got a better John Concha or Luke and R. That's what John wants to be. I mean, that's not so. There's right. no need for that. Well, so we, we got gotta, we got our white boy shooters. We don't need we don't need a rave either, right? Man. We getting you about here too, man. No, we getting you about here, man. Give me Thad and give me uh, give me Will Barton. We we rolling. Just let let, let Thad be our OG. Our I was going on based on what I'd seen. I'd agree with you on Laravia. Of course, that was their highest pick, though. And you figure with him and Zaire, there's a little bit more. Yeah, of a, they're, not, they're not gonna move that. Of a hope that those two come through, especially with him and Zaire. Yeah, uh, Roddy's shown the most out of them guys to me. Yeah, but, that's what I'm saying. Roddy, Roddy got some. Yeah. I mean, I like the way he's played. He's brought a toughness, that football yeah. mentality, knocked down shots, you know, at a better clip than certainly started. All that said, I would yeah. move one of them, uh, in, in addition to Conchar, to get to get Thad and Will Barton. Yeah, and and Will Barton. If I had to choose between the two, for all those reasons, I'd still take Thad because I just think – Yeah, I think are you, I, I won't just talk myself into Thad just because he could really be that dude, bro. Man, he, he would really – and, and I, you know, you, you know I've got a relationship with him, covered him in yeah. high school all the way through and – I, I told him about it. Like, like, can at some point during your career, can you get here to Memphis? And yeah. man, he's helped every franchise he's been with, and it, yeah. it'd be nothing but the same. And, here. And doesn't he deserve a playoff run, man? I don't, I don't, yeah. remember, I have no memories of that. He's been in the playoffs, bro. The last the time, was, Indiana, a couple times. Yeah. I don't think I, I want to tell you he's on chance like once, if that, if yeah, he's won man. a playoff series. He, so he deserves it, man. Get, get the man in the Grizz uniform. Man, I like I like that you brought up that because because that yeah. it, it, it'd be awesome to have. You know, call him, man. Call, call, get, yeah, get that on the phone. Tell him to call Zach Kleiman. I, I got his number. We'll do it. We'll get it done. <laughs> I wish I did have Zach Kleiman number. That man put a put a, a restraining order on my ass today. <laughs> For all, all that all that hollering you was doing this week, uh, I was going off, man, for sure. Uh, but speaking of going off. New Phoenix Suns owner. I don't know what his name is. Shout out to that dude, though. Ishbia, I think. Yeah. Ishbia. Oh, we're going to let you go. Let him go. Shout out to uh, Freddie Mercury. But anyway, uh, so, <laughs> the Phoenix Suns. I woke up this morning with insomnia. Jason Smith checked my phone and saw everything went crazy. About 4 o'clock in the morning, I woke up, saw that Kevin Durant was traded to the Phoenix Suns. I saw the photoshops and all this kind of stuff of, of uh, 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 Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Chris Paul. Uh, wearing Suns uniforms, and I was like, "What in the fuck happened last night?" So yeah, I was wondering why you were posting like four a.m. Yeah, I was a.m. in the morning. I was up. And I was some weird hours. Yeah, I was explaining to a lady friend of mine that what today was, and she's not a sports fan at all. And I was like, "All right, look, look, I talked to you. I talked to you Thursday. I don't. I don't. I'll talk to you Friday. I don't know no other way to explain. Yeah, I was trying to explain to her like this is like." She's like, what does that mean? Like, all right, look, all right, look, I'll talk to you, buddy. But um, yeah, man. Um, what was I about to say? Phoenix and Kevin Durant, I Phoenix. think. Is where Kevin Durant. Oh, yeah. So I get, I look around, I see this. I'm like, all right, Phoenix is about to be cold as hell. So they get they get rid of Cam Johnson, Michael, Mikhail Bridges, Jay Crowder, and I've never seen this before. Like it probably has happened before, but four unprotected first round picks going up to 2000. 29, I believe. That's exactly right. Till 2000. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's good. 23, wow. 25, 27, 29. Yeah. You got it. Um, if I was ever to bet on picks like hitting, those late picks that Phoenix is giving out are gonna be good. Because this Phoenix team, they 
they may get four championships out of this. I mean, who knows? I don't know how many years KD's left. KD has left. But you're you're going to be getting, your chances are you're probably about to give Brooklyn some really good draft picks for at least two of those um, coming up in the future. But none of that matters, of course, if you win the championship. I like the deal for Phoenix to go out and get a guy because Phoenix is falling off. A lot of injuries this year. Uh, Devin Booker just came back. Um, but getting him back, getting Kevin Durant on that team uh, really makes them probably what you would say your favorites, not only in the Western Conference, but in the um, entire NBA. Uh, I kind of agree with some of the stuff Charles Barkley was saying. I think we're in a new NBA where um, you got to have some depth, man. You got to have some guys on your bench. You got to have some role players on your team. But with that being said, you know, with the buyout market coming, I don't think Phoenix is going to really be hurting for guys who want to come in and and, and right. get that and take their run in the championship. Um, could this be the, the the time that Chris Paul gets his ring? I'll be honest with you, man. I would be excited to see uh, CP3 get one. I would like to see KD get one outside of with the Warriors as well. Um, I will feel a way if Devin Booker gets the championship before John Morant, but um, I'm not I'm not mad at them for doing what they did. Um, it's gonna, it's gonna be some question marks, though, man, because Devin Booker's back. We have not seen Kevin Durant come back. You're probably gonna be looking at about 20 games. They're probably gonna play together uh, between Devin this this roster as assembled. So it'll be interesting to see how how they finish. Um, it's scary though, man, because you're talking about one of the greatest point guards of all time, and Chris Paul, um, a great up and coming star superstar and Devin Booker and who I call the most dynamic scorer of all time and Kevin Durant all in the same roster. If you can just get your role players to do something and plus you got DeAndre Aiden who's still there. They didn't move him. So it'd be interesting to see what are your thoughts on the whole KD to the Suns thing? Uh, a little bit, you know, like really KD, you're going to do this golden state thing again. Cause that's all it is. He tried to leave yeah. Golden state. Obviously man is very worried about the perception of him to go do his own thing. And clearly that was a, it was a failure for a number of reasons. Not all of them, his fault. I mean, COVID injuries, Kyrie, how much of it could he have forecasted? But that said, you set out a mission, you fail. Now you're going to join up a team that's, you know, it's not golden state as in not, it's not quite there, but, but it's the nearest thing. I mean, and I've heard some, I think Mark Spears today called a golden state 2.0. So it's kind of, so I'm saying I can't give him much credit for winning another one. Uh, even doing it with with the Suns. That said, yeah, I'd make them. You know, I, I looked at the sport right now. Uh, Fanduel's got them behind the Celtics and Bucks. Still, mm -hmm. obviously the best test, but still the third best odds to win the whole thing. I I think I'd have them higher, if not right there with the Celtics. I think I'd still I'd mm -hmm. have them over the Bucks. I realize you know Bucks a deeper team defensively, going to be better obviously. But I'm with you on what you you know those four right there. Your starting five are. Um, you know, you're talking about two of the best scorers in the league, best point right. guard ever played the game, arguably one of them, and then Aiden, who's having a pretty good season. So uh, I would put them where you have. I'm not going to give them, any, you know, they don't get any extra love for me for winning it. I would be happy, I suppose, for Chris Paul finally getting one, but I'm not going to shed a tear if he doesn't. Frankly, right. saying, here's the bottom line: if they don't win it, it's an it's a it's an absolute. They should they. Because guys are going to run there. You're going to have buyout guys running. Buyout there. guys that go there, CKD yeah. there, and say, I can go get me a ring. Which right. So so the depth is going to get a little bit filled out, you'd figure. Right. And anything less than a championship, to me, is a disappointment because 
in the end, the one thing you kind of will have over Boston, who was just in the finals, is you got you got a champ that's done it and Kevin Durant. And so even if you got to a series with them, I think I would lean right now towards Phoenix. So uh, it's a good deal for Phoenix. Uh, clearly a change in ownership meant a whole new direction for them. Man, so I know, came in. I know the fans are just going crazy yeah. uh, with yeah. the excitement level. And like you said, with Phoenix, you win one, it's worth it. That's a different yeah. thing for the Lakers and the Celtics who got 17, 18 titles. Right. For Phoenix, one is worth it. And so – no, nah, man, I can't fault them at all. Hell, I wish the Grizzlies could have been able to pull off something like this. Right, for sure. Um, I'll say one thing that I'll say as far as the difference between Phoenix and the Warriors, um, kind of a negative towards Phoenix. I was listening to 92.9 this morning with um, Jay Will. Um, Keyshawn and uh, Max. And Max Kellerman, yeah. Listen to that this morning. I don't know who the guest was. Might have been Bobby Marks, maybe. It might have been one of those three guys that said it. I can't remember who it was. But they threw out they threw out something this morning that really made me think. And they said, um, how much of being homegrown, having a homegrown guy factors into the whole super team model. I was like, shit. And I thought about through time throughout the whole, you know, guys getting together and, and linking up or getting traded in certain places. They was like, if the, the worst ones are the ones where guys, there are no homegrown guys on the roster. When I say homegrown, I mean like one of the, one of the stars got sure. drafted by the team that he's recruiting that, that, that you're meeting up at. I got because you. Because if you're not, it's like, you're just, this team means nothing to us. This is me and my buddies just meeting up here and we're going to play here. And, you know, you guys have got to roll out all the red carpet for us. And you don't have a culture. We're creating a culture. But when you had Paul Pierce in Boston, and then you added Kevin Durant, Kevin Garnett, and Ray Allen, Paul Pierce could set the tone of, okay, guys, welcome. This is how we do things here. You know, Boston pride, all those type of things. Yeah. LeBron James came to Miami. He had to bow down to Dwayne Wade in heat culture. You know what I mean? All Every one of them this worked. There's been one guy there that was drafted by that team or a Golden mm-hmm. State Warriors team where the entire roster almost is homegrown. And you had Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green. Hey, KD, we just won a championship without you. Right. Call it line. But when you have just all these road guys together, it's a different thing. Now, you do have, of course, Devin Booker in Phoenix. So he's that- the one. That he's the guy that was home, that was homegrown. Bridges would have been, but to your point, he's out there. Well, but he's about it there. But that Phoenix roster just doesn't have. Not saying this has anything to do with that. That's that fair. Is, but I'm saying that Phoenix roster, it's just not a lot of dudes left. It's just gonna be a lot of mercenaries on that team. You know what I mean? So it's gonna be. I, I still think they're incredible. I still think they're probably gonna come out of the West. And I definitely want to see them dudes in the first round. So, like, all right, whatever happens, just make sure we we not we're not four or five or three six. Right. Make sure that don't happen. So, um, I think they're gonna be very good. Um, shout out to them for doing what they need to do. They're on a they're on a different timeline than the Grizzlies. I'm not mad at the Grizzlies for not trying to jump. I don't think we could have. I don't think there's a reality where we could have gotten KD. Just being honest with you, uh, people will probably tell you different. I think that's nonsense. Shout out to Phoenix. But don't sleep on my grizzlies because we still might come bust your ass because we got Luke Kennard who will shoot y'all out the gym. It don't could be me. it could be in the Grizz, the Grizzlies in another year or two too saying that's that's making a tsunami move like a yep. like Phoenix did you know or, or or the Grizzlies could be a team who in a couple of years 
uh, we've got a little cap space and we can just go sign these guys like an OG yeah. and an OB instead of having yeah. to trade anything for them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, maybe uh, maybe uh, we can get have Thaddeus Young on our roster if we say because he played for he played for Team Dad, right? Mm-hmm. God damn, so I just about, the NBA. You're talking about OG, just, yeah. Talking about OG yeah. playing for Team Thad, yes. Yeah. Come yeah. on, man. Make the phone calls, Jason. Make it happen. Make man, it happen. I, I wish we could, bro. I do. <laughs> I, I push the button on it right now, saying I promise you I would. <laughs> well, let's get to the part that we are excited to talk about where uh, we talk about the Western Conference and, the, and how it will shake up now after these big boy trades that happened in the last couple of days. I will say this. I am not buying the Dallas Mavericks. I think that okay. I think that experiment is going to fail. I think it's going to fail badly. And you're going to see Kyrie Irving get the hell up out of there. I'm going to play Negro Domus. I'm going to, I'm going to predict the next 365 days for it. <laughs> the Dallas Mavericks are going to lose. I don't think they're I don't even think their next 20 something games is going to be impressive. I think Dallas is going to look bad for the rest of the way. I don't think they're going to look good at all. They'll be a playoff team. It'll probably it'll be a play-in team. And I think, man, they don't make, I'm telling you, bro, this is what people have to remember. This play-in shit can get sketchy, bro. Yeah. Because if you're in that top six, you're in a power with four other teams. And yep. you got to win out of that just to get into the playoffs. So, anyway, I think the Dallas thing is not going to work. Kyrie Irving is going to be a free agent this summer. And he's going to get the hell up out of there. And guess what you're going to start hearing this summer? Luka Doncic. Is on his way out of Dallas. I could see it. I could see it eventually. I don't know if it happens as soon as this summer, but I wouldn't be. It would not if surprise. Get the hell about it. You gonna see Luke about to get the hell about it. Yeah. You don't think they made that deal with some sort of indication that at least he would? They're gonna do some uh, two year deal with him or something. I mean, I've what, heard nothing about that. I, I just cannot imagine that they're bringing him in for a rental like that. You know what I'm saying, Kyrie Irving for a rental. for what? What? Because uh, it will be, be now again, that did happen pre Durant trade. So, I maybe you did think you were winning a title just putting in, yeah. you know, two of the league's best ball handlers. But there yeah. were, I, I just got to think, it, man. No defense, you got rid of Finney Smith. Um, Christian Wood is a weirdo, like, no, nah, man, them dudes, even Dinwiddie, like, yeah, it was uh, Finney Smith. You got rid of Dinwiddie, Tim Hardaway Jr., man. You really just you upgrade, you got to upgrade it, Jalen Bronson, with. Off with distractions. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna act like Kyrie's a bum, but I just don't think it's gonna work, man. I think you in today's NBA, you gotta have role players, bro. You gotta have you gotta have some depth in today's NBA. You just can't just go two on five and just beat everybody playing pick and roll. I mean, it's not it's like it's a different NBA. You just gotta have more than it. Okay, um, the Lakers. You got Phoenix. You got Phoenix one. You got Dallas. It sounds like dropping. Give me, give me, come, come back and give me. Kind of what you see in terms of I, one. I, I like what the Lakers did because I think they got a whole lot more than what I thought they could get. Man, yeah. you really, yeah, even out there in turn, Russell Westbrook, um, Pat Bev, and Thomas Bryant into a nicer collection of players are adding to this team. I still think they need a lot of work. Um, um, I don't, I don't know, man, because they're still like they're out of the play in right now. They've got to get into the play in. Like I said, it's only 20 some games left. I think I like what the Lakers did, but I don't think they're going to make any noise. Um, I think it might be too little, too late, or just a lot, you know, too late. They added a lot. I don't, D'Angelo Russell, man, he, he, I think me and you talked about this as a starter, he'll be okay, but I think he'll, he'll cook the most off the bench when LeBron 
hits the bench and he's just yep. and they just kind of let him do his work. Um, they're fine. I'll say this right here, man. I said this. I said this this summer, and you and, and you and John Martin clown me for. I'm gonna say this right here. This is my prediction. If the Grizzlies play up to their potential, they just kind of you know play grizzly basketball, turn it around, get this shit together, let go of the distractions, all that kind of stuff. I'm not counting the Grizzlies out of that second spot in the West. They're two games ahead of Sacramento, four games ahead of everybody else, 20-something games left. And they keep bullshitting, yeah, they're going to be gone. They're going to be gone quick. But if the Grizzlies are playing good basketball, they're not coming out of that second spot. That's my that's my prediction, Jason. I don't care what these folks have did. We still, are, we still are a very good team in the West, and which was the reason why I was so frustrated about us not if we didn't do anything. I think that if we can maintain – if we could just play grizzly basketball, we'll be fine. And I'm not going to say that means we're going to go to the finals. We're going to do whatever. Sure. I think a lot of these teams would cook us in the playoffs. I think that, I think if Phoenix would beat us in the playoffs. We I don't think we match up well against them defensively. But um, I'm not I'm not ready to concede. That everybody's going to catch us in the West yet. I hope you're right. Uh, I, and and Stephen Adams better get back fast Man. to make that for for what you're for what you're saying. Uh, they better get it turned around against the West. 15 and 16 against the West that wasn't as good as this West is today, saying so, you realize, I mean, I mean, all but three teams in the West have a, have more wins against the conference than the Grizzlies. So it would have to, you know, to stay number two with what's left, you would have to turn up uh, uh, to a, a level you have not been at against Western conference opponents. You've done a lot of this. We know against the East, I think you're 17 and five against the East. Yeah. So, I, I hope it happens, Saint. I, I I fear, and I shouldn't say fear because I still think, you know, you hold on to a four seed. You got home court in this season where the West has gotten better. That that's solid. Uh, but I I think they're going to be in that four to six range. Saying I'm I'm worried that these other teams are coming up. And again, you know, maybe Stephen Adams is back quickly after the All Star break. But right, um, it's been a struggle. They're two two and five without him. Two and six, something like that. Right. Well, the Grizzlies play um, – who do they play tomorrow? Minnesota on Friday. Got yeah, maybe, right. maybe we'll see Mike Conley. Who knows? Maybe we'll see some Luke Kennard minutes tomorrow. Um, could be a good win. If you win this game tomorrow, you start feeling good. Um, Are they staying in your top eight, Sam? Minnesota? Minnesota. Yeah, no. Them folks got worse to me, bro. Them folks just getting dumber and dumber. I mean, Mike Conley's fine. I think he's – you know, he's a true point guard. Isn't that just part of handing it over to Anthony Edwards? You know, kind of getting Mike and getting D'Angelo out of there. Yeah, I don't know. I'm right. not saying that's a formula for success, but now it looks like there's an actual direction. You know what I mean, too, man. Like people like, like really like, oh man, Lakers. Uh, man, D'Angelo Russell's a dummy. Like, like you know what I mean? Like I don't, like I, like this dude. That dude was the reason why we beat Minnesota. In my well, his, his basketball IQ was very low. Yeah, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna act like the Lakers got better because they got him. I mean, we, we get, we, we get so crazy, like name crazy, and like. Movement interaction, I mean, transaction crazy, bro. But it's like sometimes, sometimes you can just be a good team. I mean, regardless of like Portland, Portland just has like transaction porn just to be stuck in just a bunch of transaction transaction porn, man. Like, what are y'all doing? Did y'all go give Golden State back Gary, uh, Gary Payton a second? It was really good for them defensively. Yeah, like, why don't you just go get that dude back to them, man? Like, what are y'all doing? 
Josh Hart was good. Like y'all send them to the Knicks. Like, what are y'all doing? Then they get um uh your boy uh Matisse Stiebel from Philadelphia. Like, y'all just be like hitting a random button on on, on the video games on your roster, just whatever. Right, anyway. well, uh, real random, but you and you got high, you got optimism for James Wiseman in Detroit or no? I asked since we're Bro, here. Bro, speaking of random, like you talk about how the Grizzlies used to be like the land of misfit toys. Like Detroit is like send us your weak, your broken. What's the word? <laughs> like? <laughs> like if you didn't pay it out, bro, like we want you. We will give you a chance. You don't think a new chance? Is he just? Is he going to end up being bust? I don't know, man. Like that, they'll give him way more opportunity than Golden State was, and, and he's still technically a rookie to me, man. Because he, you know, he's still this is his rookie year. I think I would love to see him work out there. Cause man, you, you that's uh, man. Let me find out. Penny Hardaway is like uh, on the GM staff. Oh, y'all need to go get. They got they already got my boy Jalen Doran over there. They got James Wiseman. Still, they got somebody else with a Memphis connect. Uh, uh, right. Our boy, that's the the son of the former Grizzly. Yeah, 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 no. yeah, yeah. yeah man. Um, I hope he works out. They've got all the they've got all the wounded and weak bigs in Detroit for sure. Wounded. Uh, <laughs> The Marvin Bagley, they went and got Marvin Bagley. They had they remember they went and got um they got Thon Maker one time. All all your like guys who didn't pan out. I'm surprised they didn't go get uh Mo Bamba, not Mo Bamba, but um um Bo Bo. I'm surprised they didn't get him too. Bo uh, <laughs> Bo hooping in Orlando though. But yeah, man, I ain't I ain't paid, bro. We fine in the West, man. I ain't tripping by the West, bro. Okay, well, I'm glad you're okay. I was we were concerned. Man, I was like they had to done nothing. I would I'd be like, you arrogant bastards. I would have been going off for real. But to, to realize you had a problem and you made an effort to fix that problem and you didn't lose nothing for it. Um, I, I'm gonna say this right here though, bro, and do not get it twisted. I'm expecting an active offseason. Like, don't right. we almost have to be, bro? Because it's like you just drafted five dudes, you just added five rookies to this team. You got uh, uh, Vince Williams and Kenny Lofton who are on two-way contracts who haven't played at all. In the years past, we've always played those two-year guys. Those guys aren't playing. And then you've got, like, I think three draft picks next year, a first and two seconds. No, nah, man, you, you have to do something to something. you got to consolidate something because you can't just add. There's no way they're about to add more more rookies to this team unless you're about to move up in the draft some type of way. Like, you, there's no way. There's no way, but you just can't keep developing all these young players. So I'm expecting them to be busy this offseason. Uh, I would, I, I believe that this OG Ananobi thing is going to be revisited again. Um, I think that's something they're going to take a look at again this summer. And when Phoenix goes and gets Kevin Durant, you kind of, it kind of makes you want to punt the season now, anyway. But um, we'll see, man. It's going to be exciting. About 26 games left in the season. Uh, they play Friday. Against the Minnesota Timberwolves, Mike Conley comes back to town. Hopefully, we can see the debut of Luke Kennard. Zach Kleiman said he didn't want to be around anything black for at least a week. Ha. Man, you all right, that's it. That's it. all right, all right. I don't need to see. I don't need to see two pack, D pack, uh, anybody. Uh, I'm sick of it. He's got. He's gonna talk to us. Uh, I'm sick of all of them. Yeah, he's getting a little bit of time because he, he's got to talk on Friday about this. <laughs> yeah, so get ready, Zach. I'm tired of D-Pack, 12 pop. Coming all out on the floor. <laughs> go, give me, go give me a white boy. What kind of white boy? A Duke white boy. The whitest, whitest you can find. A Duke one. Yeah, yeah that man would have got the whitest pure breed white man in the NBA. <laughs> Ty is old, uh, old partner. Yep. Oh my 
<laughs> that Clive said, "Give me the most pure breed, un, un, uh, un, uh, what's the word? Untainted white man I can find." And wait, wait till Ja like you tweeting. Wait till Ja puts that ego. Wait, wait till he puts that culture on him, though. Luke gonna change you and come oh, out man. of the chill. They, they put the culture on, on Paula Raven. They better get sorry the motherfucker. They don't even know. They don't even breed around nobody. No other white boys. Even the white boy he's testing with sorry. When he got Grayson Allen, all the motherfuckers. Grayson Allen went to Milwaukee and turned into the goddamn JJ Reddick. <laughs> keep them, keep their ass away from John, bro. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Might be on to something. <laughs> John get him right. to help me the club and shit. The motherfucker just stone powder. Yeah. <laughs> said, "Give me an un 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 uh, tainted white man." All right, um, save some for the save some for the show tomorrow. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. gotta kick that back out tomorrow. <laughs> oh god! All right, for Jason Smith, this is Anthony the same. I'm feeling good, man. After after a stressful trade deadline, I'm feeling good, brother. Uh, we will see you guys um, next week on Grind Season. You will see me and you, Jason Smith. The first hour of Jason and John's show will be me and you tomorrow. Uh, John Martin is on vacation. I'm going to step in and uh, rock with you tomorrow. It's going to be fun. Uh, I'm looking we'll forward to it, my brother. Oh, uh, yeah. We'll see you guys. and Keep grinding.